Hey, it's Alyssa Long, and you are listening to Across the Bifrost. Whosoever holds this hammer, if it be worthy, shall possess the power of thought. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am one of your co-hosts, Ryan Doze, and I am joined today by the rest of the Warriors 3. Will Rose is here, and Faz is on the call. Gents, we got a good one today. Uh, Are we ready to chat with Alyssa Wong? We are. This is. We've been waiting this waiting for this for a yeah. while and, and it's and it's happening and and i'm pretty excited ryan and i have been really heavy-handedly teasing this for like five or six or about a uh, month podcast yeah it, it's been a bit it started with like a comment about a, a green scale and a gold horn and it just got more and more on the nose since then <laughs> and, and uh, as fate would have it the stars aligned and um there there was there was a meeting at a signing at a local comic store and and it happened. So we'll share more about that a little bit yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we should just uh, introduce our uh, our esteemed guest, Alyssa Wong. Welcome to Across the Bifrost. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. That was a lot right there. At the <laughs> no, that's great. That's As great. it usually is. Uh, we are absolutely just uh, thrilled to have you on the show. And we've been enjoying so much of your work uh, that we wanted. To, we want to talk about all of it. But mostly, we really want to talk about Alligator Loki. One of us, in particular, is pretty heavy-handed with his love of that little uh, that little reptile. So uh, we're <laughs> we're gonna just jump in and uh, and kind of see where see where the wind takes us, I guess. Uh, and uh, listener Prime, if you are still listening, um, this is this is a big episode, so you need to be taking notes. Whoever mm-hmm. listener Prime is, you need to be taking notes this episode. Um, <laughs> How long are we going to take this listener prime thing? Forever. forever. As long as Jason Aaron's Avengers is, is forever. Going. That's um, exactly as long as right. Avenger Prime is around, listener prime will be around. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Alyssa, kind of how we like to start our chats is where where in the nine realms do you call home? Uh, <laughs> North Carolina, baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> And will this is where you take over? <laughs> yeah, North, North Carolina, Carolina boy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're right down the road. So, yeah. So, uh, well, Ryan, you like to say, like, in terms of the nine realms of like Norse mythology, right. like yeah. Alyssa, if you could choose one of the nine realms of Norse mythology, and there's a cheat sheet. Ryan can help you with this. I don't know them all by heart either. But it, but if there is a particular realm in the nine realms of Norse, what would you choose? as home i mean asada rebek wanted the one with the lazy river wherever that is but like um <laughs> martin where... chose hell like immediately <laughs> yeah 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 he he wanted that he liked the barter body horror so he wanted hell um so that was that was actually my gut choice <laughs> oh really? yeah nice but, but, yes. but i want to i want to hear your rundown like i i want to hear the rundown okay okay so <laughs> As- asgard midgard vanaheim Alfheim, Svartalheim, Nidavellir, Niflheim, Jotunheim, and well, heaven, heaven technically. Uh, and I am absolutely blanking on hell. Hell, hell's not technically a realm. 
Okay. All right. The, the, listeners don't want to hear that. They, 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 okay. They, okay. They, they don't want to hear me stumble through it, but I think I got, I think I got most of them. A listener, right. Prime, if you're listening, tell me if I got all of them or if I didn't, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I've got. <laughs> Is there a particular realm, Alyssa, that, that you like are drawn to? I mean, Niflheim sounds fun, but I, uh, I don't know. I've been I've been playing a lot of uh, God of War Ragnarok recently. So nice. I'm really torn because everything is beautiful, but also super gnarly in that game. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but also, I w- I want to hang I want to hang out with Martine. Like, so I'm going to hell. Yeah, you guys yes. make a great team. You make a great team on in comics. So you guys teaming up there, you know. Oh my god, choice and hanging out. <laughs> I I. Uh, yeah, I'd buy that comic. We we got we got to tell we got to tell Martin that, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, fantastic. So so we met. Um, yeah, how how this kind of happened is that uh, you know we we're, we're fans, um, but also alligator Loki. And then I went to my local comic store in Durham, North Carolina, Ultimate Comics, also home of North Carolina Comic Con. I'm good friends with the owner and others there in Ultimate Comics. I've led some panels at uh, North Carolina Comic Con, and I saw this little flyer. It said signing um, Alyssa Wong in the uh, in the carry store, and I was like, "What? I'm gonna go get uh, Deadpool number one signed." And while I'm there, I'm gonna try not to be too pushy or too weird, too creepy, and say, "Hey, I know a guy with a podcast. We'd love to talk to you." And um, and I and I, I that's what I did. And Alyssa was like, "This sounds so cool, absolutely." So swapped emails, and here we are today. So yes, North Carolina is uh Alyssa's home at the moment I and um so you you um did you grow up in North Carolina or did you just do school at North Carolina State where, where how that how that unfold for you so I'm actually from Arizona um mm-hmm. I grew up in the desert uh like right next to a big old desert mountain so um like no phone signal for most of my life <laughs> um nice. but uh really really beautiful um beautiful mountains weird beautiful extremely venomous animals like I love it um but I came to North Carolina for undergrad um did my undergrad at Duke um and uh left came back for my master's at North Carolina State um and worked in uh worked in games so I worked at Epic Games for a while Mm -hmm. um and then I left for California uh three weeks after I got married here in North Carolina (laughs) nice um, okay i left my spouse behind uh so, sorry um <laughs> because um my spouse was still uh doing grad school and i got this job offer um in irvine to work for blizzard oh. um so i wrote for overwatch for a while um wow and then uh <laughs> yeah that, that that's um, that's pretty big deal i guess <laughs> <laughs> it was really it was really fun i learned a lot um and I don't know. I, I feel like every time I love learning about different kinds of writing, um, because every time I do, I feel like the more knowledge I add that's sort of like auxiliary, the more interesting and textured and strong the stuff I'm actively doing gets. So that's my very nerdy answer. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Now, okay, I'm just going to, just because it comes to my mind, I don't want to derail a little bit, but writing a script for like a video game versus a comic book, is it like, are there similarities where they're like, here, write different scenarios or the storyline or overarching story that we want to see happen? And you have to write like a script for the game designers like you would for an artist? How does, how does that happen? 
So it really depends on what kind of game it is. Um, like Overwatch is a first-person shooter. It's a live game um, rather than like a really narrative-heavy game like uh, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so the kind of dialogue that you're going to have is a lot shorter. Um, it's uh, sort of like call-outs to let the player know that certain things are activating around them, uh, their health is low, all that kind of stuff, um, rather than... Um, you know, like here are the story beats that you're being guided through. Um, mm -hmm. So the way that each encounter, whether that's a player encounter or like you interacting with the environment, the way that those are scripted are going to be really different in those different kinds of games. But all that to say, um, I think games writing and comic writing are actually very similar in the nice. sense that you were building something for somebody else to interact with and play with um and you're doing you're writing for your team um so mm -hmm. in comics it's my artist my editorial team um colorist letter um and my scripts are actually pretty conversational too so i'll be like i'll do the panel breakdown and then i'll be like here's what i think if you want to try something go ahead and i'll just we'll just see um or i'll be like here's what i think this is dumb, but let's find out. <laughs> great. Um, the honesty is awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and when you're working, when you're writing for uh, for games, you have a huge team because you have programmers, you have artists, you have different kinds of game designers. You, I mean, there's so many people like UI UX designers. You have so many people who are all working on the same project project, and all of their disciplines are sort of like knitted together. So when I'm writing dialogue, I'm not just writing for like the player to interact with it. I'm also writing to inform and like highlight and guide and like amp up everybody else's work on my team. So hmm. if I write something that hopefully they like and they find inspiring um, and that helps them like learn exciting things and figure out exciting things in the work that they're doing on the same project, then I feel like I've succeeded. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cause I remember reading Brian Michael Bendis's book words for pictures and, and he was kind of like, nobody's going to see the general public is not going to see your script. It's like maybe three or four people are going to see your script. They're going to see the, the, in, the, the public's going to see your in, um, end game or kind of the end product of this whole team working together but you know your script doesn't have to be like this way or that way it's you're writing for your creative team to express whatever story you want to create together so that that falls right in line with that that's that's super super awesome so so going to state living in uh being uh going undergrad duke i, I have to ask the question like oh gosh um acc <laughs> basketball, basketball like do you have a is there a team is there are you are you in the the cult of March Madness. Keep in mind, to... he lives in Chapel Hill, so he's. I know. He's no I feel like this is this no is judgment. a loaded question. No, know, no, I'm not. I'm not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. So funny thing, you, funny you should ask. Um, yeah. Between my spouse and I, we have collectively attended Duke, uh, NCSU, and Chapel Hill 
So there you go. You got it covered. Uh, You're safe. got it covered. And there that's my Boom. answer. And and I'm Boom. just going to put that in there. Boom. Say perfect. You covered yeah. all the all bases covered for March Madness. You're you're good. So so let's go back a little bit. So um, you're in the creative business. You're working for Marvel. You create video games. Were was there a particular uh, time when you were younger that um, inspired you to get into this work? Did, do you remember your first comic book you ever gotten? First video game you ever played? What what led you down this road uh, in this creative process of becoming you know a tar- top creator at, at Marvel? Oh, you're so nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, true. was that not public knowledge? I've... It's public knowledge. Oh. Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh man, I'm just I'm just a guy. Like yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so um, funny. I actually do remember my very first comic. Um, oh yeah. I think so. It was so it was a copy of it was a free copy. I think I got it in McDonald's Happy Meal, mm-hmm. um, yes. and it was a free copy of a Batman issue. So it's Detective mm-hmm. Comics where uh. Dick Grayson's parents die horrifyingly in front of him. Um, it was just that one issue. And it was missing like half the pages. And the only pages that were really there was like Batman shows up. And then also it's like, look, we're acrobats. Look at our happy family. Oh no, there's acid on the ropes. And then like the parents <laughs> die. And, like, and he's like, oh no, I'm so sad. And Batman's like, I'll take you an orphan. Which is what, this is what my five to six year old memory <laughs> Is happy meal. Happy here's a happy meal. meal. Watch somebody's like parents die. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> here's your happy meal. We watch somebody orphan. Yeah, thanks, McDonald's. But they get to hang out with uh, Batman. So, so yeah, yeah it's like yeah, great. But then yeah. Batman showed up Forget and shout out trauma. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't everybody want to be a Robin? Not if it happens that way. No, I don't. Um, oh my God. Oh, that's wow. So what good. a way to what a way to be like baptized into this, about an impression into this though, world because it didn't yeah. scar you away from comics forever at that point <laughs> she's like so, i gotta create a better story <laughs> so funny funny thing is i actually so that was my first comic my first western comic and after that like i read other than um i read a lot of foxtrot and a lot of calvin and Hobbes as a kid nice. mm-hmm. um nice. <laughs> but i didn't read a lot of like superhero comics um until probably after college actually um i didn't uh i didn't have any way to access them i uh i kind of grew up in a weird media black hole so like my my knowledge of pop culture until about 2010 or so is like basically non-existent um, wow. it's okay. very it's it's very weird it's it's a very weird thing but pop culture black hole wow that that is that is an interesting well concept. if you escape the 90s and the early 2000s <laughs> it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing maybe that's why you're so good <laughs> 2010 and on is pretty is pretty wow okay yeah um this is embarrassing but i think my first tom cruise movie might have actually been top gun maverick i know it's crazy um we we went and watched uh i know that's the face you're making right now is the face that my spouse makes at me all the time i just love that prime we are in stunned silence right now no words are said like okay um i i know something about pop culture uh okay tom cruise movie uh my my favorite uh first one i ever saw was uh maverick uh we jumped right to tom cruise like just there there was no on-ramp for that one we just like in 2022 tom cruise (laughs) 
<laughs> which may be the best one. So you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah that's yeah. not a bad thing. Still haven't seen it. I, I did, They're all going to be disappointing watch, from here on. I did. I did watch original Top Gun too because we were like, we got to watch both together. Of course. Um, and I was like, oh, this is why people say Tom Cruise was a handsome movie star because, like, I just completely just missed it, right? So <laughs> then we watched Top Gun Maverick, and I was like, oh. <laughs> this movie rocks like I love this movie, this movie rocks <laughs> it's basically a new hope but oh. like fighter jets oh. <laughs> don't worry we'll we'll get to star wars <laughs> i know i know <laughs> funny i've uh i feel like i'm outing my myself as like uh my my zero geek credit but um i so i grew up with i grew up with star wars movies um because my dad really loves them mm-hmm. and my parents watched star trek but i the only i the only episode i can remember ever watching is the tribbles one so it's that is legendary like it is <laughs> it's so fun but i'm like i'm like my like i said like my my knowledge is real is is real low um <laughs> So yeah, I never, I, I wouldn't, I never have anything interesting to contribute to like a Star Trek conversation, which is always a bummer. So it, like, tribbles, all right. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, yeah, tribble. <laughs> You're gonna have oh, 800 man. of them by the time the next over. You're like, so don't don't we all have trouble with tribbles? <laughs> <laughs> so in going into grad school for creative writing, were there were there stories that intrigued you that says like, yeah, I or or a recognition of the gifts within yourself where you're like, I like story, I like creating, and this is one where to go down because I um you know my my own kids I, I feel like are, are pretty creative and and what I'm like a pretty good writer. She um she she doesn't believe that yet but i'm like dude you could do this at some point so for you what was it like for Alyssa to say like hey um i want to go down this road and i feel like i i have some creative chops to to get into creative writing regardless of where that leads you next um i've always loved writing um i've always loved stories right so um my dad used to tell me stories all the time as a kid um so bedtime stories if uh mom was shopping and he had to babysit the kids uh he would tell us stories um it's a great way to like (laughs) it's a great Mm. way to teach your kids their like vital information um is Mm -hmm. you know you 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 build it into the story um that's how i learned like my childhood address like phone number all that information that was really nice if you end up as a lost child um but um, like Dick Grayson, <laughs> <laughs> it all ties together. That's uh, how you, it's how Batman knows where where to find your vital information. Um, right. Was you, was your dad just training you to become Batman? Is what I'm. <laughs> I mean, oh. if he is, I've disappointed him gravely. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I've always loved stories. I've always loved writing. So I've been writing as long as I can remember. Um, and I think things I loved reading. So as a kid, I'd go to Barnes and Noble and I'd look at the books and be like, someday I want to have a book on that on that shelf. I want nice. to have that. That's what I want. Um, mm. So mm. I would always just write stuff to to entertain me. I didn't like I didn't spend a lot of time showing it to other people. I was like, this isn't really that's not that important. Um, but in college, um, I 
applied for this workshop. Um, it was like a six week creative writing um, short story workshop um, called the Clarion Writers Workshop, uh, mm -hmm. science fiction fantasy. Um, I got in, um, deeply surprised. Um, went there, wrote six short stories in six weeks. Wow. Um, wow. That summer. Um, <laughs> and uh, sent, sent some of them out. Uh, and my first one was published um, in 2020, wait, 2014 or so, um, and was nominated for the Nebula uh, World Fantasy, and I think, I think Hugo Awards um, that year. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, small, small things like I love Nebula that Awards. I've forgotten more like nominations than we'll probably ever get. <laughs> no, you mean? Yeah, and I that was something, you know, some no, other it's... Yeah, uh, there, so there was good. like an Academy Award at one point. Oh, like, who even knows what the Academy is? Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that story? What was the name of the story? Uh The Fisher Queen. It is oh. um it's about a young girl um and the dark secrets of the mermaid fishing industry on the Mekong River. Um so this is me being like could you eat a mermaid? And the answer is, of course you could. You could eat basically anything if you put your mind to it. But that's what that. That's. I have to go read this story tonight. Yes. <laughs> um, my my next one. Um, my I want to say like must have been my third one. Whatever. My next story um, was uh, "Hungry Daughters of Starving Mothers," which is about um, a young woman trying to find uh, love and delicious food in the New York dating scene. Um, it's, uh, it's a horror story, uh, <laughs> and it's about, um, what it's actually about is it's about somebody who, um, eats people's, like, evil thoughts, um, and then, like, steals their bodies, so it's, it's a, it's a really fun, goofy sto story, <laughs> um, it's a heartwarming coming-of-age story, uh, <laughs> they put it in Happy Meals, <laughs> they put it in Happy yeah. Meals, um, but that one, that one did win um, the Nebula Award and um, World Fantasy Award that year, so that was exciting. Um, and uh, so yeah, so I wrote a, I wrote a bunch of uh, science fiction and fantasy and horror uh, short fiction, um, and that's how I ended up getting into grad school for creative writing. Um, nice. I uh, I love, but like I feel like writing for games and writing for comics are like two jobs that I was kind of like someone does this but certain couldn't be me you know like those are fantasy jobs yeah. like yeah. i don't know mm -hmm. you know, real people don't do that like, <laughs> people like people like me don't get to do that kind of stuff that's that's exactly it so i was working at blizzard and i got a call from greg pock who is an angel um mm. and he was like hey i love your short fiction um i love it and i read uh your story olivia's table which is really great about family that one actually is about food and family for real and not eating people i promise um <laughs> but um he's like yeah I'm, I'm writing this uh wave and arrow uh like b story for mm -hmm. uh, for the arrow comics and um would you like to i want looking for a co-writer i like the way you write about family do you want to co-write this thing with me and i was like yeah let's do it so that's how i got into comics um our editor my editor for that is uh, the same editor that I work with for Dr. Afra, um, and that's 
that's Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Ryan, you want to ask a question yeah. about the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll right into what um, you want to ask. I, I, I've, I've read, I've read, uh, I, f- I feel like, uh, I feel like I've only scratched the surface on um on the uh the Alyssa Wong verse um <laughs> as I'll just call it you know but you've written you know you've you've written Dr. Afra which is um you know your 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 star your Star Wars work Iron Fist I really really loved um I really loved that um it was it a limited run on Iron Fist that you did but it's like it's it's the new Iron Fist and I like I really enjoyed that uh, Arrow was another thing like I didn't I had no idea what to expect with that comic um, when I, I picked it up, but I really enjoyed it. Really what I need to ask you before we take a brief break is Will wants to know what it's like to write <laughs> Star Wars because Will's first love is Star Wars. And I'm afraid he, he would nerd out too much about Star Wars. So I'm going to ask you, what is it like <laughs> to write Star Wars? Cause it's, it's, it's like established canon, but then Dr. Afra is this new character that gets to kind of play around in, in their own corner of the Star Wars universe. What, what is that process like with an established franchise, but a brand new character? And, and I will say that I got a Dr. Afra um, graphic novel signed by Alyssa at Ultimate Comics in North Carolina. So boom, wow. that happened. <laughs> That happened not too long ago. What, what was uh, that? Will was that your Nexus event or something? Like that's right. Does that happen? That's happened. Yeah. So so yeah. Like after you're writing for like, did they pitch uh, this character to you, or did you're like, I have a character that I'd love to be in the Star Wars universe? How did that originate? And I'm I, she's bound to show up in Mando season three at some point or four or five or some point. She's going to show up in live action Star Wars at some point. So that'll happen. And hopefully they'll recognize. Well, this is why that. we let Ryan ask the question. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So where where did uh where did that originate? Was that you? Was that them? What? How did that unfold? Oh my god! So um, first off, I do hope she eventually makes it into live action. That'd be so cool. Um, yeah. So Chrysanthemum showed up, and I was like, "Oh, are we about to? Are we about yeah. to do this?" Yeah. And then they just did. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. But you know. <laughs> I was pointing. I was pointing at the screen. I was like, "I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy." <laughs> I threw him down a hole. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, it was. It's pretty great. I love. I love writing for Star Wars. Like, it's it's my it's my favorite. It's just so mm-hmm. fun. Um, and I love that, as you said, it's like this big beloved um, universe. But the universe is so big, you can have so many different kinds of stories inside yeah. it. And like, I think that there are, you know, I, I think that there is of course range in terms of like the kinds of stories you can tell with like, especially like superhero stories for sure. Um, but like Star Wars is like, you can tell whatever kind of story you want. And that is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> pending approvals. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Editors and. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working, I was working with uh, Mark Panicia, who's incredible. Um, I worked with him on the Wave and Arrow uh, B story. I worked, uh, he got me to do these like three one shots, which were like a origin story, like standalones, um, future fights, future fights first, I think is what they were called. White Fox, okay. Crescent and Io and Luna Snow. 
So for for the original Future Fight characters? <laughs> yeah, from the game. I play that game. That's awesome. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, if you read the if you read the one shot comics uh, that are about the the origin stories of Crescent Io Lunaso and uh, White Fox, who's my first love, um, that's me. <laughs> that's fantastic! Wow. <laughs> um, I play that game. <laughs> I, I was playing it today. It's it's like a six year old game. I played it since the beginning. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, I was working, I worked on those and then Mark called me. I snuck out of work and he called me and um, he was like, hey, I wanted to know, uh, we're looking at relaunching um, the Star Wars line of comics. Um, Dr. Aphra volume one is wrapping up. We're looking for someone new to write it for volume two, sort of like a soft relaunch. Um, do you want to write it? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, it's my, it was my first ongoing, which was crazy. Um, and the first, I think pretty much the first serial solo thing that I had done, which is also crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah, I got invited to, to write Dr. Afra. Um, I was, they were like, we want to do something that feel that welcomes new readers. We want to do something that feels like bringing her back to her origins and like kind of start fresh and new rather than being like we're going to pick up right where we left off at the end of volume one um so i i wanted to write something they're like can you can you do something like that i was like okay archaeological rumble here's my pitch indiana jones style archaeological rumble new group of uh new team um and they're gonna go find whatever this is and it's gonna be gnarly and weird um and they were like okay um <laughs> that being said i was like i i was like here's here's my cast of characters um here's uh the artifact here's the you know here's the temple that we're going to essentially like the planet and here's the villain um and i think that i'm trying to think of the it was i think the thing with star wars writing is that i'm always surprised by what they let me get away with um you know i was kind of like oh star wars i have to like i can only use like pre-established characters and they were like no just please just make up new stuff and i was like you're gonna let me make up you're, you're just gonna let me do this and Ugh, they were like, so yes, cool mm -hmm. please please uh, make up new stuff and i was like gladly i absolutely will <laughs> You, you got to play in the star wars sandbox and like they just gave you all the tools it was like build crazy shit yeah. <laughs> so, so everybody in that everybody in in that first arc is other than um afro of course and uh black chrysanthemum everybody else is brand new um <clears throat> the uh villain ronin tag is i was like who's the who's the perfect villain to go up against an archaeologist like somebody who looks at something old and rare and goes that's great i'm going to destroy that because i want to be the last person who ever touched it yeah like, i want to have it and then i want to destroy it so no one else can ever have this experience like, like a nihilist indiana jones villain mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. i love that our archaeological rumble that's the mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I gotta go reread some. Di- Wait, I've got so many reading recommendations, and we haven't even talked about Alligator Loki yet. Mm. <laughs> like, so, okay, here, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a brief break because we gotta like we gotta do some some we gotta settle back in. And you probably have wondered why our our third member of our team, both listeners and Alyssa, why has Faz been so quiet? Well, Faz has been getting ready with all of his alligator Loki questions. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take a brief break. Faz is gonna do some final preparation. We're and then we're going to come back, and Faz is going to dig us into really what we wanted to talk to Alyssa about and that is alligator loki infinity comics there's a lot of them and they're all fun so we're going to talk about them after this brief break hey friends just a quick time out here i hope you're enjoying our chat with marvel creator Alyssa wong we're about to get into a ton of alligator loki talk which faz has been looking forward to for no joke everybody like six eight months so he's really really amped up and excited something we're amped up and excited about is our thor core on patreon i know you hear us talk about it every week here on the podcast but it really is the best way to support us because we do have things that we just need to we just need to pay the bills around here for marvel and limited subscription for things that keep us on the podcast format that you're listening to right now so if you feel like helping out and you want to support the show financially a great way to do that is to join the thor core at the link in our episode description for a few bucks a month you're gonna get some bonus episodes you're gonna get some extended episodes and you're gonna know things way in advance guests that we have coming up things that we're gonna be working on behind the scenes you'll get to know all of that as a part of our thor core on patreon but if you just listen to the podcast that's another great way of supporting the show we'd like to thank all of our thor core members who have already joined you guys are awesome and we appreciate you so much so everybody enjoy the rest of this chat whether you're a thor core member or not enjoy the rest of this chat with marvel creator Alyssa wong all right listeners and listener prime we are back and it's faz's time to shine here Longtime listeners will know that faz's corner is specifically in our new comics area uh, area time to talk about the newest issue of alligator loki the work that Alyssa has done in this little fun corner of the marvel universe has been so much fun when i tell my younger uh, friends like nieces or children or even my fiance to try to get them into comics i show them an alligator loki comic <laughs> and alligator loki has meant a lot and Alyssa, your contribution there has been fantastic i'm the one of the group who is the MCU buff comics are my second love and I've gotten a lot more into them with the pandemic. And the one that I don't think I've missed a single new issue of has been alligator Loki. I even missed oh. the Thor runs, but alligator Loki, I'm there every time. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my God. Really? That's so sweet. Thank you. It's, yeah. It's, it's my favorite. Everybody knows it. I, I say things like, I know we just talked about Thor 31. That's great. Avengers is great, but it's time for the important stuff. Alligator Loki is a part today, guys, <laughs> is what we'll do. Yeah. So the first thing I want to know is how, how did the opportunity to write Alligator Loki come up? Like, did Michael Waldron call you and say, they're meaning my alligator. Do you want to write a, a comic about it? Or like, how did that happen? <laughs> oh, God. So I worked with uh, Kaka Gorowitz, uh, who is an editor. Um, so I'd done a couple of vertical comics at this point 
but I'd worked with Kat on a Shang-Chi vertical comic. Um, yes. And um, that was super fun, a huge learning experience because I had never written a vertical comic and the way you think about story vertically is so fun and weird. Um, but she was like, hey, I really enjoyed that. Uh, would you want to work on another vertical digital comic with me? And I was like, yeah, I mean, what is it? And she was like, Oh, it's it's alligator Loki. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, alligator Loki is so cute. I just mm, the um the exciting thing about that was she was like, here's some artists I'm thinking of, and she brought up uh Bob Bob Quinn, who's incredible, um, and I love the idea of just getting the chance to do silent slapstick shenanigans just really fun funny goofy stuff um i was at the time i was feeling really tired because i was doing a lot of like pretty emotionally intense comics um trying to remember if i was doing iron fist at that time i think i was thinking about we were still like building iron fist but that's a pretty intense story um i had done some like the shang chi comic like very i'm really really bad at writing good boys i'm like really bad at it Um, (laughs) so it takes a lot out of me and i'm much more comfortable with writing like uh can i can i swear on this podcast oh yeah 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 okay okay i'm much better writing little shits like that's like my that's where my heart lives um so getting to do that uh with loki and alligator loki has just been so fun it's so fun and bob is so so good his sense of humor is great and i think we just like vibe which is i that's the thing i always look for in an artist is Mm. um i've gotten the chance to work with so many incredible artists um and my favorite ones are the ones who get my jokes (laughs) (laughs) yeah same so when ryan laughs at my jokes i love it I, I also <laughs> eye roll at a lot of your jokes too. You sure We take the we take the good with the bad, and sure I've, yeah, what you're saying like you you really enjoy writing little shits. Alligator Loki's kind of like the king of little yeah. shits. He's oh, kind of yeah. like a Dennis the Menace in Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. We heard that right, right, right. right. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 shits. Yeah. There you go. He's a he's a rascal. <laughs> he is. Um, he's like, what have you had an ornery? little cat who is also a big sharp tooth reptile like i don't know like it's so good so stuck funny. in the puppy dog phase but he's a loki and he fights like a loki <laughs> he does. Now, uh, Alyssa, I, I know you said that the uh, the writing and the thinking about vertical comics is weird compared to kind of the regular comics can you talk a little about how the process is different and how it kind of feels to write one of those so with with i guess like a standard comic um obviously the page is different right like you have your just sort of normal rectangular page and then with a vertical comic um it's very narrow and long so the way when i'm thinking about the way i want to structure a story um i think about width as well as like height um so if i want to have a big splash page right and i'm trying to think of a of a good example um I don't know. Say there's a big explosion and alligator Loki comes like flying out of an exploded, uh, I don't know, van or something, right? So when you have like a 
just like a normal comic book page, you have all of that width and height to play with in terms of making the explosion big, in terms of showing dimension and scale and what the trajectory of the alligator flying through the air is, you know, like all that stuff. You have so much space to build outwards. Um, but when you're doing a vertical comic, um, it's usually only the it, the width is only wide enough to do one panel at a time. So if you want to make like the the advantage of doing a splash page with a normal comic is like it's so much bigger and it's like a big bam moment. But with a vertical comic, you only ever get one panel at a time anyway. Yeah. So it, it doesn't you can't really think of it in that same way. So what I usually do is like if you're going to have that same image, say, of alligator Loki exploding out of a van or whatever, um, you have to think about the way your viewer is going to see it as their eye travels down the page as they touch the screen and pull up, right? So instead of like, say, alligator Loki like exploding like outwards, like towards us um, on like a normal comic page, um, you can use the vertical length and the pace at which people um, are viewing the image as they go down to show scale and to show like, I know this sounds really weird, to show distance. So instead of flying outwards, the alligator looking might be flying downwards as things are like raining down. Yeah. So just like in, in the snow day issue, for example, when he's riding Cap's shield down and you see him yeah. going down the whole way. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm, now, exactly on it. on that note, Alyssa, I know that Ryan's favorite alligator Loki is Snow Day. Mine, I think, so far is the dragon one, when he's in the in the little. Uh, what what is I, your? I would favorite? fight hard for the dragon one too. I, I like it's Dragon's a one A one B kind of thing. The spot oh, spot no. is also really good too. I feel like I'm spot like is good. Arguing oh, like like. What's it's like one of my favorite sitcoms is Friends. So I'm like, well, what's my favorite episode? I'm like, I don't know what my favorite episode is. Like, <laughs> I laugh at so many of them. Like, what's my favorite issue of Alligator Loki? I don't know. That's why we're going to make Alyssa answer the question. <laughs> so, of the ones that are released, I, I won't make you spoil anything that's coming, but of the 17 that are out, which is your favorite? Oh my God, this is so hard. And it's also hard because um, I've written, I've written all of what I guess season two now. So, um, I'm trying to remember which ones are out at this point. Right. Oh, um, my goodness. Spoiler. Feel free to spoil us. No, no, no. Please don't. The one where Alligator Loker kills Thanos. That's the one we like. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we went full squirrel girl with it. <laughs> uh, let me let me see. Uh, I actually really enjoyed um, the birthday party one, which is the last, oh, oh, yeah. last issue of, of season one. Um, I, uh, I think I'm just checking really quick to make sure that I got this right. Yes, okay. The dog park episode was really fun too. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. That was, um, I think we were originally going to use that as the opening episode for season two, but um, we ended up shifting some things around. But I, I just, it's so cute. Um, yeah. And I've got a couple coming up, and one in particular. Um, Bob is just incredible. Um, <laughs> But I'm very excited about it. Um, and it seems like it's getting bigger because season one kind of set the tone, set the pace, got everybody kind of in the story. And now it's like the storylines are getting more wild. And it's just <laughs> each one that comes out, it's like, oh, my God, this is the best one I've ever seen <laughs> every time. Thank you. <laughs> I got to say, the very first episode actually has a very special 
place in my heart because it's so dumb. It's so funny. <laughs> the amusement park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're Thor's chasing Loki yeah. down. Yeah, and then like he jumps in the portal and Thor reaches in and pulls the alligator out. And then there's that four panel sequence where it's like Thor looking at the alligator and he's like, <gasps> and the alligator's like hissing at him. And then you have <laughs> Thor's face and his eyes just let up and he's like, <gasps> and the alligator's like, oh no. And then you get the ocean's alligator Loki. <laughs> and, and like um, you have some <laughs> issues where it's like it's continuity like we're co- kind of going on like from where we left off last time and then other times they're just ones of like loki just floating along the river catching butterflies like it, so it's it, i don't know it, it kind of keeps me guessing it, it's like it's almost like it's a sitcom yeah it feels like i'm reading a sitcom and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I love sitcoms, so like Alligator Loki is always a, a good one. When I see it pop up on my Marvel Unlimited, I'm like, okay, let's uh, let well, and it doesn't take that long to read, but it's <laughs> like I know I'm gonna smile a few times and strap in. That's always that's always great. I mean, not not every comic has to be dark and broody like the death of Dick Grayson's parents, everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a happy meal. <laughs> We need alligator Loki comics in our Happy Meals, not yes, not the do. death of the Flying Graysons. And, and alligator Loki is the perfect place to do things like when you did the the angry cat meme, where alligator oh Loki god. was looking angrily. That was like I saw that and was like, oh my god, they went there. That's amazing. So so goofy, so goofy. I I, I still want that coffee mug, the uh, Midgard's favorite Asgardian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want that coffee mug. Like I just I have to have it. It'd be a great addition to to the to the Thor uh, office. Um, so, Alyssa, there's so much we 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 wanted to wanted to ask you, and and I'm sure we've scratched the surface, but we do want to be respectful of your time tonight. So, I, I want to just ask: Was there anything that we kind of started talking about that maybe you feel like we need to pay a little bit more attention to before we go, or something that? You feel like just listeners need to know about your work, your career, um, anything along those lines? Um, I feel like I was going to say, I, I don't mind staying a little bit longer. Um, I feel like uh, you did bring me on to talk about Alligator Loki, and I worry that you didn't get the chance to talk about Alligator Loki as much <laughs> as maybe you wanted to. But if you have, that's totally fine. And I'm like, not maybe I'm being weird about it, but like. Faz. Um, you're the best alligator loki question you have you have left in your arsenal oh god oh god oh god well you answered the favorite one which was really important to me because i have like 15 that i, <laughs> usually, I like a lot I, usually people don't answer that question right yeah usually they'll say oh you know they're all my favorite it's too hard the fact that you i love there, all great um, <laughs> i i think um my last question wait how long without giving too much away do you think alligator loki can go on for Ooh, that's a good question. So um, I've written all of season two um, and each season is 12 episodes. Um, So we know we're getting 20, you know, well, you know, we're getting 24. Um, (laughs) Confirmed. Confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed as in I've written, submitted, and I've gotten paid for it. So we're going to get it. What happens from there is, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen from there. I am. you know, I, I finished 12 and I was like, yay, we did it. And then not that long afterwards, um, I got an email from Kat being like, hey, would you be down to do some more? Um, so so maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But what I will say is I, I am 
continually surprised and amazed in the best way uh by how happy this makes people <laughs> yeah um, yeah because it's it's so much fun to write and um it lets me flex muscles that i i don't get to flex anywhere else um you know i um i i think in general my stories especially my short fiction tends to trend a lot darker and more stressful um and i love punching people in the feelings really intensely um in any medium uh so alligator loki is really nice because it's this light fun like happy exciting kind of romp and it lets me get i mean lets me play for a while and hopefully it like i don't know it seems like it lets other people just have a really nice time for as long as they're reading it and that feels special to me awesome <laughs> mission mission more than accomplished i, mm-hmm. I feel like that's um i mean i know we put it this way we don't really walk away from that comic being like i don't get where this is going i don't get where the comedy <laughs> is like like you know sometimes it's good to have a comic where it's like hey i don't have to know about you know the 10 issues before it and you know it's just a fun comic and um and like it's a comic that honestly i i enjoy just flipping through with my kids because they just see you know they just see funny alligator guy um and (laughs) um yeah they and my, my daughter loves when any like any female character or uh she calls them girl you know girl superheroes show up so like when you did the spa day uh issue she was like oh my gosh there are so many girl superheroes in here and like she just it made her day so you've uh you you've you've made a lot of people on this chat happy with those comics you've made even my kids happy with those comics so you know as a fan thank you as a dad thank you um that's so when alligator loki shows up in loki season two riding cap shield down a snowbank we're gonna be like we know where that came from i understood that i understood that that reference reference. (laughs) it's like when uh when the images for thor love and thunder were coming out and everybody saw the 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 falagir um uh image that was like pulled right out from Isad's art it's like oh i know what that's from we're gonna do the leo dicaprio meme when alligator loki comes in on the shield doing uh <laughs> doing the snow uh be like oh happened. yep, yep happen. i saw that um <laughs> but Alyssa wong we uh have been just completely uh you know uh, overjoyed by having you as a guest on the show tonight but we do have one more bit of business uh, and that is our thunder round a thunder round is five questions uh, for listeners and listener prime to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, so we're going to kind of just go back and forth on these. And then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Deadpool at the end. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, because that's awesome stuff that is happening yeah. right now. So uh, will you have the first question? Yeah, so Alyssa, no wrong or right answer. Just whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to heart, uh, you answer the best you can. Uh, if you were a super superhero, what would be your superpower? Shape shifting. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fast I, answer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My shoes would always fit. Um, <laughs> I would be able to wear whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I could be tall and handsome. I mm-hmm. could be short and handsome. I could be whoever and whatever i wanted to at any given point and really that's it doesn't really get any better than that yeah shape shifting strong answer strong strong there's no wrong or right answers but man that's a strong one. 
As long as Will's Robert wrong, they're into his handsome. I feel like that was an important thing that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I want to fly, I'll just turn into a handsome bird. Done and done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's a nice hack right there. One power, but but multiple. Bird. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at Look the hair on that bird. Don't Look go that handsome. That's so yeah. regal. <laughs> Uh, Alyssa, what, uh, <laughs> the next question in our thunder round is: What is your number one pet peeve? Oh, uh, mouth sounds. Ooh, I hate mouth sounds. Like, oh no, 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 no. That's that's good. No, talk. <laughs> it's talking exactly mouth sounds, but like, um, smacking, smacking gum. Yeah, like uh, chewing like loudly. Really wet mouth sounds like. I don't know. Like eating is always a little rough if someone's like <laughs> eating with their mouth open, or just I don't know. Just I'm... it makes me angry. <laughs> Did anybody else just get really self conscious about whether or not their mouth right. makes too much right. noise? I'm hitting so mute yeah. right now. Right now, I'm hitting mute. While oh my goodness! No, you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm, I am no, literally good. right there with you on the mouth mm-hmm. sounds. With the, I just oh no, can't do it. <laughs> um, but. Do, um, Oh, sorry. Speaking, speaking of, of mouth sounds, <laughs> I'm going to keep making some mouth sounds. I, I call them words. We'll see if they make sense. Um, what drink or snack is your absolute go-to? Like for, I'll just actually I'll just give it to you without any context. Yeah. Uh, if I'm feeling fancy, Shirley Temple. Ooh. Yeah. Very fancy. Um, I want to feel fancy every day, but unfortunately, I don't have <laughs> Shirley Temple mixins every day. So <laughs> the butler just doesn't have that ready to go. When... Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Alyssa's feeling fancy today. Get the Shirley Temple ready. <laughs> well, uh, what about? Uh, do you have like a snack that's a go-to, like something you just nibble on or you just binge eat? Yes. Uh... There are these ghost pepper peanuts that are incredible. Did you just to say why? Ghost pepper, ghost pepper ghost peanuts. Pe- yeah, ghost pepper peanuts. Sounds painful. Sounds oh, so, painful. So good. You can feel them through your entire body. It's great. It's nice. You can feel it in your whole body. Like, oh my gosh. Radiating through your entire body. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> that sounds like a condition. Yeah. <laughs> actually. that's something you have a lot like you always want to feel your food <laughs> wow yeah if i'm just like at my desk i'll just uh get a bowl of that and just eat it and sweat and eat it it's great <laughs> just typing away oh gosh Feels who so needs good. who needs a five hour energy when you have ghost pepper peanuts that that's oh like a good wake-up call that sounds pretty so, pretty epic so good <laughs> All right. So when you're not creating comics or writing or eating ghost pepper peanuts, what do you do for fun? <laughs> what do you do for fun? Oh, not enough stuff. All I do is work. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, I started getting into rock climbing recently. Um, nice. So uh, I'm terrified of heights, but I'm hoping that this will help me fix that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared i'm scared of heights what do i do climb a rock <laughs> i respect that because the main reason that i don't want to rock climb is because i'm scared of heights so that's the you're the exact opposite you're like i'm doing it because of that yeah i um 
I've been doing bouldering, so you don't have like anything holding you, you just climb the rock. Um, and then um, I did top rope where the, you do have like the harness and the belay and uh, you go way the hell up in the air. Um, and coming down is so scary because you have to like, you have to kick off of the rock ball. So you basically, you just have to like kick backwards into the air. And I am so scared of heights. So that was really hard. <laughs> but... <laughs> Nothing feels more exciting than victory. So, like, <laughs> and living and the nerves that I now have that are causing mouth sounds on my end of, of this Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> to close out the, the thunder round, if you could have dinner with any person dead or alive, who would it be and why? To clarify, the other person is dead or alive. We assume you are alive for this part. You could also be dead if you want, but I, I, I don't know if that would be as good of a dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes right. Oh no, this is so difficult. Oh god, I. Oh, I don't have a good answer. I guess Octavia Butler. Um, oh, good she's... answer. Fantastic. Yeah, she's incredible. I've read her uh, story, Blood Child, in college. I think. Mm -hmm. and i just i just loved it i am obsessed with parasites and i was just like this is incredible um so parable the sower have you read parable the sower i have not read parable the sower oh, man i read that at the beginning of the pandemic and that was probably a bad bad thing because i was like <laughs> oh my gosh she was a prophet she wrote this like in the late 90s early 2000s but like she predicted the future is happening right now i was like oh my gosh she is a prophet man it is so good yeah that's such a good answer oh man i wish she was still alive so she could write the third book in that series but um yeah yeah it's tough. yeah oh, well man. Alyssa, thank you for for playing our our thunder round. The the last is uh let's talk about what you are doing now, uh, which is uh, a a lot of Deadpool. Um, and so like, what's it been like getting in the in this Deadpool headspace? You know, writing crazy jokes. Uh, do, you know, writing like cr crossed out notes within these text documents <laughs> in comics and you know writing you know deadpool such a fun crazy character um tell us a little bit about what it's been like to get into deadpool and and maybe uh, anything else you'd like to share with listeners that they can check out uh yeah um so deadpool's great i love i love writing deadpool um the biggest challenge is of course the whole like pop culture black hole <laughs> thing um <laughs> but uh i would say um if you have a Venn diagram and oh, it's Deadpool number one. It's it's a it's a uh, a red once Deadpool number one that uh, oh. I hope to someday have signed by all four creators. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know if I'm gonna go to 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 I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna go to the Southern Hemisphere to get a signature from Martin, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's exciting. Oh man. Um. So yeah, Dead. If you have a Venn diagram. And one circle is Alligator Loki, and the other circle is Dr. Afra. I feel like Deadpool actually lives right in the middle mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. sense that he is a disaster, like a living disaster, um, morally gray, like trash fire person um, meets like wild, fun, like like over the top, bombastic, exciting stuff. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just makes me, he just, writing him is a challenge. But it makes me really happy um and i think when i pitched the first arc of deadpool 
um I low-key didn't really realize I was pitching it but I <laughs> I was like <laughs> the story that I have in mind is basically a body horror rom-com um it's about because uh, why <laughs> well, <laughs> so good um I got the chance to play in the symbiote uh you know sandbox a while ago with extreme carnage um so I was like I was thinking about Deadpool's body which I know many people do um (laughs) (laughs) I was like you can we've seen that you can cut pieces of Deadpool off and they become new Deadpools right but um and you've seen that he can grow pieces of himself back so could you take Deadpool and just use him as like a an eternal organ farm um like could you just keep cutting kidneys out of Deadpool and then I was like what if you transplanted somebody else's kidney into Deadpool would he like would he make it healthy or would he just grow another person inside him and so that was that was a seed so to speak of of this first arc um in which we find out well I guess the harrower is trying to find out whether or not she can grow a carnage inside of Deadpool um (laughs) I, I love that you didn't know the answer, so you created the answer. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I feel like that, that's science, right? Like, that's the only way, the only way to find out is to do it and see what do it. I, I think that's actually the dictionary definition of science. It's when the harrower grows a carnage out of a dead <laughs> um, It Webster's Dictionary defines science as... <laughs> see, Deadpool number one. That's see, Deadpool number one. <laughs> Asterisk. Oh man. Well, I, I, we've been enjoying Deadpool so much. And since we, you know, ever since we, uh, Martin came on the show a long time ago and he was like, I have a big project and I'm excited to, to, you know, for people to learn about, come to find out that was Deadpool. And then we're like, hold on. Alyssa Wong is also, she's writing this, you know, this, (laughs) this crazy freight train. So uh like and then we we got to meet joe sabino we're like hold on a lot of our favorite people are writing this comic and you have turned a person who kind of thought deadpool was a fad like into one of the books i look forward to reading every month Mm so um so thank you very much for for turning for turning this pretty pretty solid thor fan into a a pseudo deadpool fan um but uh is there anything else people can be checking out um do you have anything else um that you want to promote or um have we have we reached the end does it have to be marvel no gosh no any any it it has well it has to be Alyssa wong related that that's the only that that works for me (laughs) um (laughs) So I have a I have a story coming out uh, in the upcoming uh, Lazarus Planet Dark Fate uh, DC. Uh, oh, oh, um, no yeah, so, way. Yeah. So um, I have a short story. It's called I don't know. Actually, I don't know if we've announced what it's called, but we are introducing a brand new character um, to the DC universe uh, whose name is Xanthi. Uh, they are teaming up with uh, Cassandra Cain and uh constantine for oh. this 10 page story and it is <laughs> i just i just did the lettering pass the final passes on it like last week and it is beautiful um the artist is heining um i think sebastian chang's doing the uh colors um and it is it's gorgeous um 
I'm very excited for it. I think it comes out in February. It, um, what's what's the name of that book? Uh, Lazarus Planet. Which one? So it's Lazarus Planet Dark Fate. Dark um, Fate. Got it. Yeah. Um, if you just look at my name and then uh, Lazarus Planet, you'll be able to find it. Yeah. Um, Heining also did a variant cover, which I think is variant D, as in dog, um, which features Xanthi and is just, it's beautiful. Uh, so, giant, giant sword wielding badass, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'll be picking that up. <laughs> Add um, to pull list. It, well, and all, it's like, there's, there's like, I, there's a lot of names I know on this on this list of creators for this book tim seeley isn't it joshua williamson yourself like this yeah <laughs> we everybody go pick up uh lazarus planet dark fate number one when it comes out and uh watch watch Alyssa flex on the <laughs> universe <laughs> that <laughs> that that being said um i also have i would say watch watch that space and watch this space because there is something that I can't talk about yet, a big project that's coming up that we should be announcing sometime in the near future that I'm very excited for. It's in, very the, very... in the comics world? Yeah. Okay, yeah. awesome. But, whew, I mean, you heard it here first, listeners. Live mm-hmm. action Alligator Loki series yeah. coming yeah, straight they, from the mind of Alyssa. They heard Wong. it here first, I'm sure, Fast. Uh, I'm, I'm Alligator Loki. It's me. That's uh, right. Is it all CGI or just green it's face paint CGI. to make it work? Yeah. <laughs> it's um it's like a it's like a like a mascot suit, but like the mouth is open and my face is right in the middle. Um oh my everything God. else everything else is high is high budget, like high CGI, beautiful MCU, and then there's just me in this horrible mascot suit. <laughs> and everyone just pretend everyone acts like it's normal. They're like, that's an alligator. And right. they're scared. They're like, oh my gosh. Obviously, that's 100 percent right? an alligator it's it, it's essentially it's the last episode of she hulk where everyone's just like okay behind the scenes just so you know Alyssa's is the only part of this entire image that's real <laughs> 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 but wow i mean that that's so you know be, be looking for deadpool be looking for uh dr afra is still ongoing correct yeah. Alyssa? uh like yeah. running strong at what th- over 30 issues that's yeah, so- Issue 28 just came out this week and uh, I I just finished, I was going to say, I just finished uh, turning in an issue that is several issues down the road from that. Uh, so I'm very excited. I, I mean, that is, for that's incredible. And then like DC's uh, Lazarus Planet, their big event, uh, this is going to be lending talent to that. And then there's that big announcement that we're, you know, it's, it's vague and it's you know, exciting and we get to <laughs> kind of theorize about it. Hey guys, maybe we should devote an episode to theorizing, uh, oh, what is Alyssa's next big project? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just, you know, stab wildly into the dark. Um, but Alyssa, thank you so much for, for joining us, uh, tonight for this conversation, everybody, you can, uh, is there anywhere on social media that people can follow you, uh, check out what you're doing, or is that not your, not your bag? Um, so I have a Twitter, uh, my handle is crash Wong, one word crash is in car crash. And then Wong is in my last name. Um, it's a college nickname, you know, uh, and I was going to ask about the nickname. Is there any like, story behind crashes. it? I used to rollerblade uh, in college because it was the only way I could get to class on time. 
Um, so uh, I picked up that nickname along the way because uh, I used to just like I didn't have time to take my skates off, so I just aggressively skate into like <laughs> the lecture hall or like the. That's so good. So mm. uh, wearing wearing a alligator mascot uniform. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Okay. I, I don't. I don't want to say that's the comic we need, but I definitely think it's the comic we deserve. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But and and you have a website as well. Um, that um, I do. I have to update out. it, but it is crashwong.net. Um, it desperately needs an update. I don't think I've updated it since I worked at Blizzard, but it is there. You can find it. And, yes. Um, yeah, but so, mostly just. Thank you for reading my comics, and I, I hope you keep liking them. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I can say for all three of us guys, thank you for writing your comics. That's, mm -hmm. It's a absolute pleasure to read, and to enjoy to look for to like look forward to books. You know, uh, like Will and I have gotten to the point where we follow creators at this point, and like you are one of the creators that we follow, and it's like what's Alyssa got for us this month so mm -hmm. um so we look forward to it and uh listeners i hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Alyssa wong and if you didn't enjoy this conversation come on let's be honest you you, you actually did you're 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 just faking it or maybe you're listener prime and you're just trying to prove that you know more about thor's long lost sister that we didn't know about <laughs> Um, and stumbled our way through maybe knowing a thing or two about yeah that episode was rough guys um but everybody we hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to check us out on instagram we are at mighty thor podcast where you can we'll drop you know uh, certain things about what's happening on the show or if you want to know about things ahead of time say like you wanted to know that we were interviewing Alyssa like a month and a half ahead of time yeah, you can join our Patreon and join the Thor Corps, and you would have known about this episode like a month ago, and you would have had this episode available to you a week, two weeks ahead of when everybody else had it. So, yeah, that's just a little shameless plug for our Thor Corps, and uh, you'll get bonus episodes, early episodes, and you'll know about things way in advance. So do that at the link in the episode description. Other than that, guys, I think... Uh, I think uh, we did some we did some we did some okay work tonight. Alyssa did great work. We did some okay work. And uh, until we see everybody next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, we encourage you to do one thing, and that is no matter where you are, what you're doing, stay worthy. That's so cute. Da, da, da.